Hi, everybody. I am Javier Quesada. I am from Mexico. Um, I am the CEO of a uh, law office called Javier Quesada Abogado. I make videos on YouTube and Instagram, and then my practicing law is about um, family law, like surrogate situations, and human rights violations, and a little bit of immigration and civil law. That was I do in Mexico, and now I have a lot of time from a lot of countries because Mexico now is in the eyes of everybody. Everybody wants to come to Mexico. <laughs> hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, you have heard right. I have some game for you from Mexico uh, with attorney Javier Casado. He's going to give us the game on everything that you may need to know. He And let me just say this. He's a very rare lawyer. And because like myself, he's probably one of maybe four or five people I know in business who will say, you don't even need my help. You can do that yourself. And he'll give you the game. And you got to love an honest attorney. Like anything, anybody who's in business, you got to love honesty and people who you can tell they really love what they do and they have a heart for it. So welcome to the show, Javier. How are, uh, como estas? Hi. Good, good, Isa. It's very exciting to see you and do this interview. Yes, and for everybody who, when you hear this interview and you want to, you know, hire an honest lawyer, the links will be in the description. But I, I want to start off with something you had said for the intro. Everybody wants to come to Mexico. How have the tables turned? I remember when China, they used to say it was a, you know, third world country and China's up. And now Mexico, where people you know, used to say, oh, Mexicans just want to come to America and take all of our good jobs. Now you have so many gringos going to Mexico saying, I don't want to come back. Uh, America, bye. Not to see you again. Uh, what is going on in Mexico that is making so many people say, yes, viva la Mexico? Well, um, most people have an, an, a bad idea about Mexico. They only knew Mexico about the, the news. And that is not good because in the news only show the, you know, the difficult Mexico with all the narcs, lords and the drugs and all this situation. But actually Mexico is a really, a really good place for living. We have everything, we have beaches, yeah, we have mountains, we have nice cities. My city, Merida, is a really nice city. We can walk on the street at night without any situations. Uh, we have good food. Our people is friendly. So now people from everywhere coming to Mexico and coming to Yucatan. Actually, now I have clients from the five continents. And, and, and before, I never thinking about that could be possible. I have clients from Australia. I have clients from India. Um, uh, Spain, um, South Africa, um, yes, from USA and Canada. But before, you never think you will have clients from another place out of Mexico. And now it's crazy because people um, accept and um, do their consulting by all these new technologies. And that is a, a big possibility to grow the business.
and I will say this, and I know somebody will push back, but you know, America has more crime than Mexico. And I know somebody will say, but America has more people. And you know, they'll try to do all the stats. But I'll say for somebody who's been to Mexico, is from America, but travels the world, uh, I feel safer in Mexico than I would feel in many big cities here in America your Chicago's, your LA's, your New York's. You know what's not gonna happen in Mexico? And I'd be mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but you guys don't have school shootings the way America has school shootings, if any, is that correct? Yes, yes, we don't have. And I hope never had a situation like that in Mexico, but you know, you never know. Um, but it's, yes, it's, it's true. A, a lot of my clients from the state told me I am so happy in Mexico. I never want to return to the state because it's crazy how the people drive in the street, how the people, you, don't, you never know what will be happens in the States. You even cannot leave your, your car. Someone can store your Ford um, tires. Actually, someone called my girlfriend yesterday, a police officer from Florida. And, he tried to ask her, and oh, you start a complaint because someone stole your tire, and she said no, because she don't live in there anymore, but they confused her name because he, she was a, a defenser, um, no, a public defender there, and her name is in all the records there because was a public defender. But yes, it's, it's, everybody told me the state is crazy, and they feel good. In, in Mexico, that's the, the truth. That is, and that's a great feeling, and I definitely can concur. Can you talk about, you know, um, the type of, you know, law, I saw the surrogate um, piece, that could be a very big but complicated thing for, I would think, an American saying they go out there, they want to get it done right, but then bringing that child back in the surrogate. You know, we have a lot of issues here when people do that um, because people can change their mind in America at any time. And, and a couple has spent money, you know, paying somebody to get somewhere, then they kind of don't get the baby. Um, is it easy if an American wants to go through your company to hire you for that? Are they going to have a problem bringing the child back to America? Well, the first thing that people have to know is the surrogacy is not easy. It's not easy in Mexico. I think it's not easy in everywhere because you know it's is this situation with feelings and is or, or it's not my my child, but you have to prepare everything in advance. Most of my clients came to me when they have a big issue because they cannot put the, 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 the child on their, their names and because the mom doesn't want to sign. But if you do the process in the correct way, you can do it. But the process start not when you start the, the when you find the surrogate money, mother it started before like four or or three or four months before because you have to select really good the mom um, do a psychological psychological test and the contract because you don't want at the end that she decide keep the baby so if you start with everything in in the correct way you will have a good experience but if not you will have a very uh, 
a really bad nightmare because you can leave the country, um, then you don't want to leave the baby, and it's possible to find a solution, but it's slowly good. You don't want something that's slow. You want to take your baby and go back at your home. Now, you're making me think of another business idea that I can already hear my, my wife say, are you serious? But we have people here in America who have babies for a living because the government will provide services for them. Surrogates in Mexico, I'm sure, are getting paid. Would it be possible for these American mothers who say, look, I don't mind having five children or 10 children. I'll be a surrogate. Let me come to Mexico. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you'd handle my business, make sure I get paid, but I'm never leaving Mexico. You can handle my immigration. Can foreigners do the same thing or does it have to be a Mexican citizen when you're doing this surrogacy? Okay, this is the thing. In Mexico, the, the surrogacy is no in the, we don't have a regulation. So, but everybody has the human right to um, have a family. And when a, a, a baby born, he have the human right to have a birth certification and a, and a document for, to prove his ID. So it's a, it's a weird combination, but now when we obtain the document for the baby after a surrogate process, it's because we sued the, the federal government and because they do or they did this human regulation against the baby and against the surrogate parents. parents. So it's, it's complicated, but it's possible. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it correctly, but um, the, the thing you have to know is it's not regulated, but it's possible because we're talking about human rights and that opened the option to everybody to uh, do the surrogate process in Mexico, even the, the foreigners. And, and with that, can you talk about some ranges of what a surrogate mother can get paid because again, here people will have a baby just so they can get more government aid. But if I've heard people getting, you know, $50,000 to carry a baby, that could take a mother very further in Mexico than it could in America if they save and do what they properly spend. But what's, what's like the average that a surrogate mother can get in Mexico? Well, um, it's not a lot, uh, for sure it's less. You have to pay for, let's call it like kind of child support for the mother or any money for the surrogate mother, mother and you have to pay all the medical attention and you give like a kind of salary, but you cannot call it salary um, because it's not, it's prohibited, but um if you plus the plus of all these amounts i think is like uh, maybe one thousand us dollars per month kind of okay well one thousand us dollars a month um you know spent correctly and if you have a house and you know your your things you, you could be you could be fine just because we do have people here in America there's people all over the world who say I just have kids and have someone take care of me and that's what they want to do you know um 
that, you know, to each his own, cada loco con su tema. It's, uh, you know, there's a better way of saying that, but it's, it, it, it just is what it is. Well, With the well, business well, law. Yeah, well, let me tell you this, um, but not everybody can be a, a surrogate mom. That's the thing. You have to be in, in a range of age. In Mexico, it's like, um, between in 25 years old to 35 years old. And being a, ma, a mom before, that is two things to start. So uh, um, not, it's not for everybody. You have been under the range of age and have your own baby before. So that just put out of the circle a lot of persons. That, that's, that's very, very interesting. And, you know, that's one part of your business. You also have the business side. What are the, um, the most common, you know, business um, cases that you deal with? Are you starting people's business? Are you, you know, suing people every week to get monies um, returned? How does that work for you? Well, um, depends what kind of the clients came from for example for mexicans we have an um and a company the electricity company is really bad they um give fines to everybody and sometimes the fines are very expensive like for example i have clients to mexico city or from mexicali and they got fines from this company for um, 500,000 pesos. And my job is nullify these fines. That's one part of my business and obtain the reconnection of the electricity, electricity service because it's a kind of human rights violations. That is, is part and then help the people to start business in Mexico because a lot of foreigners comes to Mexico with, you know, um, home office work or, or, or they can work at home online, but a lot, they don't have um, a job. So they want to start a business in Mexico and I help them with the immigration status to change, to be allowed to work and, or sometimes to create a company. Um, and I, I have, um, we do criminal law and in Mexico it's very difficult um, working on, on that because it's not like in the States. In the States you start a, a criminal complaint at the police office and the investigator and the police do all the, all the job, bring the evidence, everything. And in Mexico it's different. If you start a criminal complaint, you have to do the police and uh, you have to be the investigator, you have to bring the evidence, you have to uh, do everything. And then at the end, the prosecutor say, oh, yes, I can see a crime, let's, let's work on it. Or at the end, sometimes happens, they say, no, sorry, it's not a crime. Um, it's hard to explain from, to be, it's, it's hard, that situation is hard to explain to people from the States or from Canada when they don't have these issues with the with the police or, or when they have a problem or they, when they are a victims. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it works different, but I, I enjoy when I'm out of the country and if, if 
it's rare having to deal with the police because usually it's, um, I call it a different type of toll. <laughs> so if you aren't committing crimes out there and you're getting randomly stopped, I say, you guys, pay your toll and keep it moving because if not, you start getting into thinking you're in America. I always find it funny when I see Americans trying to fight the law in different countries. I've even seen it in London and Americans telling, you know, people in London, oh no, that's not a crime, or that's not how you pronounce things, the arrogance of America. Um, can you tell us the number one mistake you see, especially Americans coming to Mexico, because Americans don't really, we don't do history or geography real well. Our books work, our, our internet works, but we don't really embrace ourselves a lot of us into the culture when we go somewhere else. We actually think other people should adapt to us. So can you talk about one mistake that you see Americans making coming to Mexico over and over again? Well, it's not, this is not a crime, but it's something they usually do. And is talking about, compare the, the, the life in the States and Mexico, for example, uh, with the service, every service here is cheaper if you compare with the States. And they all the time say, oh, it's too cheap, it's too cheap. And then they got Gringo's price. And then they start to complain because they got just high quotes, but they start that because all the time they talking about everything is too cheap. I know it's yes. not a problem or, or a, a legal issue, but could be because most of the time they, whatever they want to do, get an overpriced. But it's their fault. And it's the truth. If you got a good quote, mute. Enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. Especially if you're looking to retire, because no matter how much money you have, you know, there's billionaires who become broke every year. And so, you know, really respect your, your money, people. Uh, you know, business-wise, if someone does want to come, and, and let me just brag on you real quick. Because even how when me and my wife had met with you, most people, when I sent an email, I was getting back just, oh, pay us this amount. We'll do everything. Even uh, the stuff that we did at the consulate ourselves here in uh, Florida. Um, and then I said, no, we've already done that part. And they still wanted to charge the same price and it was such an expensive price i said i don't need you for that part i can process paperwork so javier is very rare because he first said let me have a conversation and i do that same thing in my my business for consulting and public relations where i can't just give you a price because i don't know your problem i don't right. know what you what you want to do so let me have a quick conversation with you and that's why we're here doing this interview people because i was so impressed and i get blessed like this god is good all the time to me i i go to colombia i get this i find good people and um i, I really thank thank god for that um but i also want to brag on those good people because I want your business to blow up and I want to be, you know, I want it to blow up where everybody's calling you, even from uh, Africa, the Africans coming to Mexico, instead of going up that trail and seeing so much death that some of my friends have seen just trying to get to the States, they can stop and say, Javier, help me real quick. <laughs> what should I do? Maybe they should stay in Mexico because some of these people are even doctors in their own country um, and you know are, are, are just trying to find freedom. 
especially those coming from Cameroon, which I'm wearing my shirt right now. Um, do you have, I know you have courses on your website. Do you have a book? Are the courses in English and in Spanish? Any other services that you give, you know, the uh, new citizens of Mexico that are trying to get in and stay? Well, now we're working on it, actually, because I see how the business changed. The, the, the low business is changing in Mexico, so we have to move. Uh, we have to prepare everything in, in advance. When I start my, my law office, I thinking about the social media that helped me a lot. And then I start to make the record the videos for YouTube. And now I'm thinking about a lot of people come to, to Mexico from another country. So now we are working on videos on English and French. And I have to study French too. And but no, now we don't have um, a lot of information in, in, in English, but we're working on it. Um, and yes, um, when you're talking, when you ask me, I want to return into one, one thing when you use, when you start your question, when you ask me and you explain your situation, what I have to do because I have this documentation ready. Um, I know a lot of people try to charge you the full price because they don't have um, some, because the, the immigration from, for some stuff is easier. So you, Actually, you don't need a lawyer, but a lot of people like to hire someone to help them. And it's, it's okay. I respect that. But um, most of the time, it's, 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 I don't like to lie to my clients. If they don't need me, I just tell you, if I can help you, because sometimes the situation is too bad and we, don't, we are not magicians to help everybody. Uh, I like to to say the the truth to the person, and I prefer to go to sleep with a clear cons conscience and not uh, have um, another issues. <laughs> and sometimes I prefer refund the money to the people because I don't want someone call me. Uh, I just try to take advantage. I prefer that, and I think that is is weird, but that maybe is the situation to made my business be better because my law office is, is young, only half five years. And now and I started by myself and now I have um, nine lawyers working for me. So that's the, the big oh, difference. Wow. Yes, if you compare with, with another law office, but or, or idea is do the work correctly, the most fast possible, and that's it. Don't lie to the client. It's easier. That, that's awesome. Now, with your firm, and I might be speaking this into existence if you don't do this yet, but, you know, whenever you have people, you know, over 24 million people come to Mexico a year just for tourism, um, a lot of times what we see, whether it's an African country or even in Mexico, we see people having to come back to America because they didn't properly budget. Have, do you have any programs or any investment 
um, connections for people who come and say, look, I'm coming down here, but I still need to grow my money and I want to diversify. I don't want to just worry about the dollar. Um, I want to put some money in the peso, which the peso is growing, you know, and my currency is going to have ups and downs. But are there any investments that you can ever lead your clients to to say, if you put your money here, you'll be able to live in Mexico comfortably, you know, just letting this money grow? Um, I don't understand your question, you know, can you repeat? Yes, investments um, in Mexico, because you do business law, do you, uh, do you no. ever help uh, clients connect with investments in Mexico so they can continue to make money in Mexico and don't have to come back to America? Oh, yes, yes. But most, I, I have some friends in, now for example, the, the real estate is, is a good opportunity. You can buy, buy a land and then develop um, a, a nice area. And that is a really good business now. Um, yes, but most of the time people comes with an idea and they want to start their own business. For example, now I have a client who went to the beach and he checked the area and then after two days come back to my office and listen i want to do this business about rental chairs rental umbrellas and these water things for jump in or playing in the water he had a big idea so in three days we had ready everything for him we went to progreso to talk with the mayor progreso is a place it's a city but most of the people live like that. At the beach. Yes. Have come comes with the idea, check the check the space or the area where they want to do the business and come to, to, to my office. We're talking about okay, we have to do this, 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 we, we do a checklist and prepare everything fast because they they are like with all this energy, they just arrived to Mexico and they have all this energy to start and make business and, and it's possible. It's possible make money here. Um, is cheaper, the investment is cheaper if you compare with, with the state, for example. Okay, because I think a, a lot of, you know, a lot of Americans, especially when they come, they're, they're looking to do business or what I tell people, if you can find an existing business that you can put investment into, you have to be careful and do your due diligence. But this is where a lawyer comes into play because you can't cry after the fact that you didn't get your money if your paperwork in the beginning was not together. You should get your paperwork, have your agreements. So that's yes, why you need a Javier. Yes, yes. The most, most of the time is sad because um, people get a, a business invitation and they choose. I, I can't understand how they can send 100 US dollars to someone without a contract. And it's true that I'm talking about a true story. They sent a lot of money to someone without a contract and got just a PDF receipt. And it's crazy because that happened a lot without made an investigation about what is the company, who is the owner, if they have time on the market or if they have something done. I don't, on, that, that could be one of the big mistakes. Just give the money without ask 
or without have, um, or for example, when someone tried to buy a property, you have the realtor and you have the seller and they reference you a lawyer, but it's not your lawyer. The lawyer is a friend of the realtor and the realtor is not your friend. The realtor wants to sell the property. And you have to have someone in your side to check everything because most of the time you don't understand the language. Most of the people to come to Mexico doesn't speak any word in Spanish and they provide the contract and the contract is Sorry, it's just bullshit. And <laughs> is it, it true? So, yes, you, you, you have to have a, a lawyer in your side to check your best interest. Yeah. Are most, are most people, um, foreigners coming to Mexico when they're buying land or a house, are they paying cash? Um, I know there are limited banks in Mexico that will give foreigners a loan. I, I don't know if, you know, in America, I doubt they're getting American loans and bring them to Mexico legally, but for a house, but how, what do you see? Are people using cash usually to buy real estate? Mm, no, actually they, because we have some limits for the, uh, when we're talking about cash, we have some limits. You cannot pay more of 700,000 pesos in cash. If you buy a property, that's the limit. So you have to do a, a, a wire transfer. But most of the time people to come to Mexico just sell the property in the state and then start a new life here. Before, I talking about like five years ago, you cannot see young people in Mexico. All the expats who comes are People under the 60, 65, now is common um, have neighbors from another countries under the 30s, 40s, late 40s, it's, it's, it's more common. But, the, and most just sell their property in the state and start their new life in Mexico. But then again, you have to be, um, Careful, for example, yesterday a client called me, well, this is a new client. They just find me in, in the social media and we have a conversation last night and this person bought a property in Merida for 4.5 million pesos. And now after six months, she figured out the property floating and it's a really bad situation because it's a very expensive house. And wow. she told me now, I am fucked because I spent all my savings in this house and I can't sell this house to anymore, anybody because have this high issue. Yes. Did, did, did you guys, she sounds like maybe a, a, a crypto millionaire uh, possibly, but do you guys have, because I, what I read was there are, no regulations on, you know, cryptocurrency. Did a lot of cryptocurrency investors, uh, believers, followers come to Mexico um, because of that? And you, you know, tell tell us about the crypto. How crypto friendly is Mexico? Well, well, we have a um, well. Mm, we don't have a regulation um, in Mexico. We have problem with. We don't like it. 
it's the truth. People don't like even the credit card. People like the cash. In the States or in other countries, like in most Europe, you can pay everything with your debit or credit card. In Mexico, most of the time, if you, you don't have cash, you are fucked up. So, <laughs> so the truth is, and the cryptocurrency is the same. They don't like it. They don't want it. I suppose in, in the social media offer jobs, we can hire you and the offer is this amount per week and the amount is in cryptocurrency. Zero comment, zero answer, zero nothing because the people don't understand. And now with all, mm. you know, the currencies went down, people just are, if they, if before they doesn't like, now they are scared. Okay, okay. You got our um, cryptocurrency ATMs ready available. Um, is, is that a thing? I've, I've seen them, you know, from South Africa to Malta, I believe even, but in Mexico, um, I haven't been recently. So are, are, are the cryptocurrency ATMs uh, a thing or becoming popular? No, we don't. I No, at this point, I, no, no. I don't no. knew any of it in Mexico. No. Okay. I always tell my audience, crypto was never meant for you to get rich. Do your research in the history of why people use crypto, um, especially in places where there may not be, um, you know, you can't do more than $80 a day in transactions out of the uh, ATM or the bank. Um, crypto in certain parts of the world are very handy for those who understand. With all the success that you've had, you know, not hiring nine other lawyers, congratulations, and the best is yet to come. Can you tell us about a community give back that you're doing or one that you would like to do in the future for the community? Well, um, actually, uh, my YouTube channel is the, the gift I, I, for my for my community because I started a YouTube channel not for get clients. I started a YouTube channel for uh, um, a way to help the people because I try to explain the the Mexican law in a simple words and then everybody can understand it and that's my gift for them. And it's a lot of work have a YouTube channel. You you thinking about it and then at, at the beginning it's like oh it's just a few hours or. It could be something easy to, to accomplish, but it's not. When you start to get more followers, you have to work harder to continue in your in your track. So uh, for me, that is, is how I, I help my, my people and people from another country. A lot of people from uh, the States, from a lot of countries on South America, even in another continent watching my videos and send me a question and try to answer everybody because they have spent time to write. So I have spent time to answer. That is that is a an awesome thing. And I hope the channel blows up in English, Spanish, and in French. Since, you know, you, you, you say French, I'm not even going to try to do my French right now because it's worse than my Spanish, which is, you know, malo, pero practicar todos los días so we can 
embrace the culture. But um, I thank you for coming on. I want you, when you do write your book, um, whether it's in Spanish or in English, I want you to uh, let me know so I can make sure I share it. And when it's on Amazon, I can get a copy. Um, you'll be in your suit with your nine lawyers, maybe more behind you. I can see it on the cover. <laughs> any last words for the people um, on how they can reach you and any wisdom you want to give them? Um, for the people to want to come to, from the state to Mexico or from any country, just try to learn some Spanish. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> because you can show them in the social media, I need a plumber, who, I need a clean lady who speaks English. It's not possible, it's not available. I need a plumber, I need a mechanic, I need everything who speaks English. But you move into a country who speaks Spanish, so could be a good thing to speak Spanish too. Okay. Um, you know, just follow me in my YouTube channel, Javier Quesada. <laughs> That's it. No, I appreciate your time. And let me tell you, the audience, why I give you this game. It's This is because things are crazy all around the world. But here in America, things are crazy. Things are changing. Um, but you also reap what you sow. That same wall that they built thinking they were going to keep people out, there'll be a time, mark my words, that you'll have Americans hopping over that wall saying, please let us in, please. And the world will remember how you treated them. So you may want to prepare. Maybe it's not in your lifetime. Maybe it's in your kid's lifetime. But there's been a lot of people who have treated people from next door in Mexico wrong. And I'm showing you now how you can expand your mind, expand your portfolio before it's too late. Not to scare you, but to prepare you. So thank you for tuning in. You guys, make sure you guys share this game with somebody. It will change their life. You be blessed. Gabiam from the Diaspora channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well, and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course costs only $20, guys. It can't get any better. Go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com.